Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Good morning, folks, and welcome to uh, T3. This is your host, Jose Negron, Voice of America Variety Channel. Uh, today's tech, uh, topic is smart homes. What makes a smart home and why should be, should folks be interested in this topic? I look back uh, many years ago, uh, the technology today has improved. Uh, today we can live that reality. And I just want to discuss a little bit of the products that we have today to make your smart home a little bit smarter. Uh, and what do we define smart home? What is a smart home? How do we start to become uh, to make our home smart? And those are the topics we'll talk with uh, us today in, in on the show, as well as our guests. Our guest today is, of course, Derek Brown, and we'll be introducing him uh, shortly. Uh, I look at a smart home. I just converted my home to a smart house. Uh, there's still a lot of things we would like to do or I would like to do. Uh, one of the things I would say that uh, you really have to get organized, uh, have a good budget, and d- decide what you would like to uh, modernize or make smart. I mean, you can get your refrigerator tell you if you're out of milk, and that's part of uh, connecting it to your Internet, and then you can have that information while you're driving on your iPhone. So the question now is what makes a home smart? And I look at two things. I look at comfort, okay, and also the ability to change things. Ever ever since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to come in my house and say, turn on the lights, and the lights will turn on. Uh, Close the shades and the shades. Change the temperature. Today, that has become a reality. Uh, I guess I'm a product of the Flintstones, and uh, and there was, of course, a Disney movie in, in, in the late 90s, Smart Homes, where the computer took over. But uh, uh, nevertheless, for the audience today, to get involved in today, tomorrow's technology show, call in at 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies.gmail.com. Okay, let's introduce our guest, uh, Mr. Derek Brown, well-known information technology executive and owner of Brown Technologies. The company specializes in IT support, cloud computing, and structure wiring. Derek received his structure wiring certification from Lucent Technology. And with a lot of uh, support from the Building Industry Consulting Service International, uh, the certification for telecommunication and and copper and fiber optics cabling. Derek gained most of his uh, low voltage wiring experience while leading infrastructure projects for Verizon, Comcast, and Equinix. Derek, welcome to the program. Glad to have you. Yeah, thank you, Jose. Is there anything I missed from your bio or anything that we need to talk about how you define a smart home? Oh, no, I, I think you I think you pretty much hit all the hit all the topics. Um, but in Good. terms of a smart home, uh, looking at that, if you can control it remotely uh, with your voice or, or phone or with a computer, I consider it smart. 
Perfect. Yes, I do too. And and I think uh, with today's wireless devices, uh, the advances of the internet speed and the ability to communicate uh, with everyone or anything anywhere in the world has made this a possibility. So let me let's get started. Uh, you know, when I describe a smart home and 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 there's different phases, I guess I would call uh, uh, in in making your home smart from entering the door with smart locks, uh, the lighting of the home itself, uh, smart lights, uh, the uh, the television or your audio. Uh, cap- capability, uh, uh, making it smart. I always like to make my blinds smart uh, up and down. It's just something I had as a kid, I guess. Uh, but what's, what is the craze that makes people want to turn and make their home smart? What makes folks turn and want to have a smart home to begin with? Well, you know, a lot of it boils down to to need, um, and there's a couple pieces to it. I mean, the first and foremost, I would consider the cool factor. I mean, the fact that you can walk in and do voice recognition and, and tell different things in your house to to do what you want them to do, I think it's just phenomenal, and I think it's the cool factor that you have to consider. And then the next thing I would I would say is is the actual need. Um, for whether you were disabled or uh, you had any type of deficiency where you were not able to control devices the way you want to, you know, with the smart home technology that's out there now, it really allows you just to, to speak or even do hand gestures if you're, if you're not even able to uh, speak loud enough or whatever the issue may be. So in, in terms of the elderly community or just where, wherever you look at that have a deficiency, it is great technology that's going to be used for, for you years and years to come and only going to improve. Perfect. Uh, And I think that's what, uh, besides the cool factor is, is uh, I guess I want, my need was a want (laughs) because I was a kid and I really wanted it. And uh, tell us a little bit how you wired my, uh, my um, comm systems or radio TV and internet. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that and what you, what kind of products you added and why you added it and what made it special. Of course. Well, um, so pretty much when it comes to homes these days, we, there's a lot of networking that needs to get done. Uh, it isn't just a, just a router connected up from your ISP and broadcasting some Internet around your house. Uh, with your house, we actually took it a step further, and we actually put in a professional networking system where we ran CAT6, uh, a cable medium, which allows high bandwidth transfer to all of your locations in the house, um, not just for phone, but for Internet. So if you needed to literally plug in, uh, you would be able to connect at the fastest speed that's available now. And that was, the, that was kind of the priority, uh, looking at future-proofing your house with a, with a heavy, strong cabling that allows you to grow with the future. So that was kind of the first thing that we did was say, okay, at these locations in the house, what do we want to make sure Jose has great bandwidth to? Uh, one of which were the computers. We looked at running cable infrastructure too. And then we actually ran that in, into a location in your house that will allow us to put a cabinet there. And that cabinet is really your brain for the whole house. 
um, typically that infrastructure will be put in the business. But now, you know, the need is actually on from for actual homes, and that's what we ended up putting in your in that area, which will allow you to really grow as technology grows. You can swap out equipment to the latest and greatest, and you know that you're hardwiring equipment that's already in there. It's already good. Perfect, uh, Derek. I'm I'm looking at uh, the house right now, and I'm looking at the uh, the lighting aspects of it, and the ability to control each light or each uh, room and the various lights within the room, uh, beginning with just the interior lights as well as as the exterior lights. Uh, is there anything special uh, that you would recommend uh, as a individual begins to organize and, and begins to ask himself what what should he start with? Of course. Uh, well, for, for you in particular, you know, with your lights, uh, which you actually have programmed in there, are they're Bluetooth switches, which allows you to control them uh, remotely through your your smartphone, which is actually pretty nice all, all through the house. Um, and it allows you to dim the lights, raise them, depending on the mood that you're in. You can, you can really set that on your phone. Um, in terms of that would be my recommendation for anyone that's interested in doing something smart, smart in their home, is, is really look at the lighting. I think the lighting is probably the quickest way that you get that immediate gratification on having smart devices you know, in your house. And it's pretty easy, too. That's the other, the other piece that I like about it the most. But being able to change the density and light or, or make it brighter or change different colors based on your mood, um, there's, that's become an easy, easy way to make an upgrade in your house. And I'm looking at my uh, security system now and taking a look at uh, the various aspects of that and the different brands that are out there. Uh, uh, the brands and, and, and turning your home from a, uh, I call basic home to a smart home, uh, I guess the, uh, the pricing of products uh, go the spectrum from uh, low products to very high. And I noticed that just uh, throughout the lights, there's also individual plugs that you can uh, 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 smart plugs that you can get and 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 run throughout the home to assist you in uh, what type of uh, smart capability you want to add to your home. Do you have any comments on those? Sure. Um, so we, from the lights, and as I think is probably the first priority, and and then the second priority, which you mentioned with the plugs, uh, those are actually. Pretty cool. Uh, and I, what I really like about those is that you can scale it any way you want. Um, you know, pretty much you can replace all your outlets in your house, make them smart. You can add USB connectors to it so you can charge your phone and whatever other device that you have that needs USB power. And you don't even have to plug in a separate power uh, brick to it. You can just plug it directly to the outlet with the provided USB ports. Or um, what I think is really nice, if you if you do not want to go through and replacing all the outlets in your house, you can get these standalone units. Um, they are an Internet of Things that allows you to plug it directly to your existing outlet that's not smart, and you can plug a device directly to this uh, device that you would put on your outlet that would allow you to control it remotely. So whether you uh, wanted to do it rather voice controlled or you're looking at using an app, you can actually add that to your existing infrastructure. And it's pretty cheap. It is not something that's going to break your, break your budget and is actually pretty easy to do. 
Yeah, I've uh, discovered the same thing as now walking through the stores, looking at various uh, products that are uh, uh, smart products. Uh, uh, a lot of folks are moving towards, uh, you know, Alexis, uh, the Amazon product or product type. Uh, Google has their own version of that. And so, uh, I mean, the, the learning, if you really want to start off, uh, I agree with the recommendations, uh, the the, the lights, the door, uh, the security systems are my top priority. And uh, it's really interesting to see uh, the benefits. Uh, What are some of the benefits you see or you tell customers that they should expect from a smart home? Of course. Um, The the range is pretty broad. Um, I would actually like to start with kind of your front door and the entry. You know, say you were at home or even if you weren't home, if you had someone approach your house, you know, you want to know who they are before you come downstairs. <laughs> or uh, you can you can be out of the office and have someone knock on your door and you want to know who's there. Uh, what I like about a lot of the smart home technology that's available now, especially with the Ring products, you can see the person at the door. They press that doorbell and they show up on your smartphone and you can talk to them. If, if it's just dropping off a package, you, you can see that. Um, or uh, you're able to uh, talk to them back and forth and let them know, hey, thank you for your services, or no thank you for your services. So what is you know really nice about that, I think it takes security to the next level, and a lot of those devices will also do motion detector. So before a person even knocks on your door, you can actually see them walk up your driveway or, or drive up, and I really feel like it takes security you know, to the next level being able to have that type of technology at your house that's connected to the internet and you can you can get to it from you know anywhere in the world that's what I like about it uh, more than anything else is just uh, not only have access in the home and do that at the house, but uh, have that access uh, when you're away from the home and uh, whether you turn off, uh, you forgot to turn off the coffee pot or a light or whatever, uh, you, you have access to that. I, I just think like you mentioned earlier, it's a cool factor. It's something that we can afford at a relatively inexpensive price and it's something that we can certainly do. And I like that piece. Do you see in your business uh, the request for more smart home devices as you go around and, and, and work to the various communities? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's one of the, the biggest craze right now. Um, and I think it has to come to convenience, but then it's also security. Uh, one of my favorite devices that I really like are the smart locks. You know, especially if you have kiddos that, that come home after school, you know, you can authenticate them or whether it's a fingerprint or they can put in a code or um, or there's a, you have a few that actually allows you to use a key if you need to. But what's really nice about that is you, you know who is actually coming in and out of your house and you, you know that the, if the kiddos leave their key or you don't want to trust them with the key, they can walk up to that door and be authenticated themselves, walk in. Uh, and have that security camera pick them up. You can see when they get home. You can <laughs> you can tell them to get out of the cookie jar if if you wanted to. You know, having all that um, security and, and footage and stuff available available in your home. So what, what we're really seeing is that a lot of people, you know, realize that you know that's not that's not only technology that's ready for the future. It's actually something that's available today. And the fact that it's reasonably valued and, and the cost is, 
it's, it's really advantageous for just about anyone in the home to look at, you know, smart enabled devices. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a couple more minutes. Uh, so uh, as I look at the future, one of the articles I read is you go from a basic home, you go to a smart home, and then you move towards an extra smart home. And I guess that has to do with the various price uh, pricing of the product and what you really want to get out of every product. But I, I guess I, I would recommend everybody start very simple. Is, uh, is that how? And the other thing is organization. What do you want to get started first? Any comments on that? Yeah. Um, well, that's, you know, I think that's kind of the first things first. You just realize what is the, the biggest kind of pain that you notice when you walk in your house. If, if it's the house being dark or, or if it's one of those conveniences that, you know, you don't want to leave your air conditioner on all the time or you don't want to leave your heat on all the time and you want it to automatically kick on as you enter your street, um, you know, there's, there's a couple settings in there that you can set where it has presence, which it can actually track your cell phone if you wanted it to, that when you get to the top of your street, it kicks on your lights, <laughs> that it kicks on your air condition, um, and it allows you to come into a comfortable home. So I think kind of the first things first is really do a needs assessment. You know, but what do you feel like you need? And then two, what would you want? And I think that one factor, you know, is important. And I think what happens after that, you just decide that, hey, I can't, I can't live without it. And you, you may go to someone else's home and you're, you know, tapping on screens and you're talking to the house and, <laughs> and you don't quite realize that it doesn't have that capability. So I think once you, once you decide on, you know, what you want, uh, the, the possibilities are, are endless. Absolutely. And I, I, I guess I'm reminded of my uh, aunt's house. She had a uh, speaker system. I guess that was the first. <laughs> we we're trying to automate the homes where you, you can call uh, uh, your, well, at that in that particular case, my cousin, uh, wherever he was in the room or in the, in the backyard. And that was, the, I, I guess that was the beginning of trying to move to a smart house. But more importantly is the the products themselves. They're, they're becoming uh, a convenience that provide us convenience. They're um, customizable. So we get what we want and we, we react to it. And then the security for me is critical. We'll be talking about that in our next show, uh, the cybersecurity piece of that. And then of course the product themselves being friendly. We've got about 30 seconds uh, left on that, Derek, before we go on our next commercial break. You have anything else to add uh, on the security aspect of it? Yeah, well, security, you know, is a big deal. Uh, you have to look at two aspects to security. One is the, the actual physical physical security to where, you know, someone was to actually walk up and, and whether they could obtain entry, uh, you know, to your home or to your device or uh, whatever product that you're looking at. But then you have the back-end piece to where you want to make sure that the products you're installing in your house have their, have good name recognition and that you know the cybersecurity piece of it in, in terms of external attackers that, that are from the Internet. If, they are, if it's connected to the Internet, it becomes vulnerable. So something you have to consider is that that product you're putting in your house, is it secure? And there's a, a number of ways to, to identify whether it's secure, but that's the priority. Okay, let's talk about that on the, when we return from our first break. Uh, appreciate it. You're listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technology, the lead technology show on Voice America on the Variety Channel. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever given any thought to what is behind your insurance coverage? Many of us don't think of it as more than that premium you pay on a regular basis. Of course, until you actually need to use it. On CYA with Rhonda, you'll learn to cover your assets and find out what all of that insurance mumbo-jumbo really means. If you're looking for a lucrative career option, Rhonda Lukey will explain how to get into the insurance business. Listen live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. We were just talking to Mr. Derek Brown. And we were talking about uh, our specific subject today is smart homes. What makes a smart home and why would anybody um, decide to get a smart home or make their home smart is something that uh, we thought we'd introduce. As uh, uh, Derek mentioned, it's got the uh, uh, cool factor and it's got the need want factor. And uh, I'm definitely on both the need and want factor. It is cool to be away from the house and interact with your home, uh, either light security or or the uh, the shades, uh, depending on where the sun is that day. So I'm going to turn it back to Derek. We, when we left for the break, we were talking about security. Uh, the, the smart homes do, do become vulnerable. You have to have the still the physical security. And then mo- most importantly, as you make your home smart, the network security. And I, I wanted to give uh, Derek a little bit more time to explain uh, some of those uh, additional steps that everyone should take. Uh, over to you, Derek. Right. Thanks, Jose. 
so, you know, pretty much when it comes to to smart devices, you know, security is definitely going to be your probably your biggest priority, and especially if it's connected to the internet. Um, pretty much, that makes it vulnerable to the world uh, for folks that um, have time to. <laughs> to do hacking and things like that. So security is going to be is going to be your number one priority. Uh, you know, first things first when it comes to security, you want to use strong passwords. You you typically don't want to use anything that someone can remember uh, when, whenever you're assigning a password. So whatever that device is that you're looking at, you're going to have the ability to set your own username or password and you want to make sure that it is secure by using at, at least six characters with a, you want to look at a special characters, uppercase, lowercase, and numbers. You know, that, that is a, a must, absolutely. Or you can take it to the next step and actually use a password manager. Uh, password managers, which basically allows you to control your password from your cell phone to where you have multi-factor authentication. I know that probably sounds a little crazy, but it basically gives you two separate steps to authenticate. The same way when you log into your bank account, you may put in your user name or password, then it tells you, okay, now put in your cell phone number and it sends you a, a quick text message with the key. Um, you know, that's going to be your next step in security in terms of making your user IDs and passwords as secure as possible. But first things first, you want to make sure that you definitely put in a strong password for your account. And then the next thing you want to make sure of is that you're using a product that is that has a very good rating. Um, and very good ratings, I always suggest if you're ever looking at buying a product, you definitely want to look at the reviews. You want to do your own research. Yes, someone can make a recommendation, and that's great, but you always want to check the reviews, reviews yourself. So typically, if you're able to stay with name brand products, uh, things that you can get from the big box stores, you're, you're usually in, in a pretty good position because they're going to have a strong name brand and security is going to be a big deal for them. Um, if, you, if you go find something off the Internet that you've never heard of before, the company, and you purchase it because it has a great price that may come to haunt you at some point in time. So you, you definitely want to stick with name brand companies. And, and then the main thing, when you pick up that device, a lot of times on the back of it, you're going to see a code. It's going to be like a QR code or some type of device authentication. The beauty of that is you have to have that device in your hand to be able to connect up to it. And that's, and that's great when you look at a product. So that's something to think about. No, that's a great tip there, uh, Derek. And uh, one of the things I learned early is, yeah, you start off with the commercial product uh, identification, but you really need to put in your own uh, password and security formats so that you can move on and you feel more secure. So that that's really a good, uh, good suggestion. We'll talk a little bit more about that in the coming weeks uh, when we talk about our cybersecurity. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about... Uh, uh, some of the major surprises, some of the challenges that you have faced uh, when you started uh, setting up the smart homes, uh, any customer out out there that has given you a challenge besides me? 
<laughs> oh yeah. Well, there you know, there's definitely plenty, plenty of challenges. Um, I think you know, kind of first things first is, is setting you know expectations. With, with there being so much out there that you can do when it comes to smart home technology, it's it can be tough to uh, steer in a direction that you're not going to overwhelm someone <laughs> in terms of with all the all the technology that's available, you know, in their house. Um, but in, in terms of challenges, um, you know, to be honest with you, the challenges really were early on with the first generation smart home technology. Um, now that we're at version two and three on a lot of these products, a lot of the early growing pains are really have went away. Um, now it's really just a matter of training uh, the end user or the homeowner or, you know, your friend or whoever it is on how to use the product. And, and once they kind of figure that out, and it's usually not difficult in, in terms of learning it, it's just, the, it's just a different way of thinking. They're not used to picking up their cell phone to make a change. They, you know, they would rather go up to that panel and start hitting buttons. And that really is not, man, not mandatory anymore. You can pretty much swipe and type in a couple numbers and pretty much configure any smart device that you have. So the, the challenges uh, really which just have to do with environmental uh, in terms of the size and the space of the home and whether you can get cables there and or Wi-Fi signal. So for the most part, I would say it's gotten a lot easier over the last couple of years. Well, that's perfect. Uh, I'm sitting here thinking, uh, you know, how many of our audience, listening audiences, is uh, contemplating on uh, changing their current home situation to a smart house? Because as you said, the products are getting easier to use, easier to integrate, and uh, they're, uh, I I don't know, I, I use the word easier because some folks get uh, uh, daunted by working with technology products. And, and today, I think it's pretty simple. And if you don't know how to do it, get, go get your grandchildren or go get your uh, child. He, he pretty much knows how to connect the, the various devices. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing here. Uh, how, what would you suggest, if I had a beginner, what would you recommend just to you know, kind of tidy up the program a little bit? And what should he do first? What would you recommend? Uh, you know, I think the first things first, and I think what's what's really the the easiest of the two is is find yourself either uh, Amazon Alexa or a Google Home device or or even the Apple Smart Kit. Um, you know, that's become really the the voice of the smart home product. Uh, that's that's kind of your first step. Uh, what happens is once you get that device, you connect it up to a hub, and you pretty much control whatever you plug into that hub, uh, voice controlled via via Alexa, Google, or or even a uh, Apple Home. I love it. I love it. Like I said, it's uh, it's my fantasy as a kid uh, to walk in the house and say the lights turn on the lights or lower the blinds or turn on the TV, which I'm a TV fanatic. Uh, so I love that part of it. Uh, how about changes in the in- industry? You mentioned the products are getting easier uh, to use, especially versions two and three. What do you see out there in the future as we move through this craze, I guess? Yeah, well, I think it's really it's really becoming more integrated. 
um, you know, pretty much in, in terms of, you know, having a smart home, <clears throat> I mean, really at this point, um, in terms of technology, you can, you can pretty much tell your cell phone um, to control everything. And the reason why I bring that up is there's a, there's a feature called Presence. And what's nice about that is that you can have your smart home device dependent on your cell phone. And with that, once you get into your neighborhood, you can, you can literally uh, say, okay, within a mile or within 600 feet, let's go ahead and open up my garage door. And when it opens up your garage door, you can automatically have that thing turn on the lights. So you can automatically have it turn on your favorite TV show. You can even set the mood lighting. Well, <laughs> and perfect. then, you know, from, from that, even if you have your favorite uh, TV show that you, like the, that you like to watch, you could literally walk in that house and, and tell it to put on your favorite TV show. And then there's different scripts that you can run, which are, which are basically automation, which says, hey, when I say I want to watch my favorite movie, I want you to dim the lights. <laughs> I want right. you to turn, it, turn the, the background to green because I like watching Hulu. When you, whatever you uh, want to use your favorite app. And then from there, you can have it kick on the coffee maker. If you have your favorite cup of coffee, you like to, you like to enjoy while you watch your, your favorite movie. I mean, it's, you, you know, it's, it's pretty much a, pretty amazing and how well these kids, all the different products are connected. And with it now being a forethought instead of an, an afterthought, when new products are brought to the market, right. they consider how can you use them in your, in your home and in your smart home and, and how they can be connected to your favorite app. Yeah, and you know, one of the things you mentioned during the program is having that smart box uh, connection. I remember, uh, you know, when I was uh, moving around and building uh, new homes, uh, you wouldn't see it in the first few homes that I lived in, but in the uh, second, third home that I would, you would see that smart box being moved into the home. So a lot of the technology, a lot of these uh, features are going to be preset. I mean, uh, for example, if you buy a home today, you've got cable in every channel or every room. Uh, so you can plug in pretty easily uh, as well Ethernet. Uh, I'm sure now what you mentioned earlier with the uh, Cat 6, 5, uh, those are going to be standard. And, and, and as innovation continues, it, it may go higher. So the streaming is really critical right now. Any comments on any type of activity that may not be there, but there's a want or a need out there, Derek? Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, I really see the the future of the technology um, going more towards uh, quote unquote robots. Uh, I, I know that sounds a little crazy, but having robots. But you think about it now, you can pretty much program a a mini vacuum to vacuum your house when you're not home. Um, you know, pretty much the technology is going to go in that direction to where you're going to have a central a central hub that more than likely can move by itself, that whether you need it to uh, project something on the wall or show you your favorite recipe if you're, if you're baking or um, go check on the kids. Uh, you know, it's pretty much a camera with the remote control. So um, that, I'm pretty sure that technology is really going to evolve in actually having uh, a, mini, a mini robot. I know that sounds, you know, very future, but uh, that's actually the current the developments that are that are really starting to come together right now is having some form of a of a robot 
uh, start to to manage your house. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think one of the uh, the tech show that just recently held uh, the consumer electronic uh, show in Vegas the last several weeks, uh, robots was uh, kind of the number one product that they listed in uh, in the self uh, gratification of a machine to a human is move that concept is moving very uh, quickly. Artificial intelligence, machine to machine activities. So I, I do expect uh, that to increase. Uh, a little bit faster as innovation and the technology uh, catches up with some of the ideas. Uh, We've got a couple more uh, minutes here. Uh, Derek, what was your toughest project? Do you have a tough project out there that you you had a hard time dealing with or because the technology is pretty smooth, you know, it's just a matter of uh, plugging, plug and play. Yeah, um, well, in terms of tough projects, you know, I had one project where um, the distance, you know, was an issue. Uh, you know, with the size of the home, uh, they wanted to do wireless, you know, everywhere throughout this house. And, and once you get over the 5,000 square foot range of house, um, connecting up the wireless can, can start to bring challenges. Uh, so with that, we actually ended up moving out of uh, kind of a home consumer style product for broadcasting internet, you know, via wireless. We ended up having to go to more of an enterprise level equipment um, that can broadcast the internet through the house where it actually used a a mesh system. And a a mesh system allows the devices to talk to each other, but then also um, only use one wireless um, broadcast signal. So you only see one network instead of seeing, you know, five or six of them if you have multiples in your home. So what's nice about the enterprise systems is that it, they're, uh, they work really well in large environments. And now that's what we actually have started installing at homes, you know, based on securities one and, and just the, the toughness of the product, um, which is now used for, you know, um, home consumers that all the devices in the house talk to the internet. So you can't just throw any type of uh, wireless system out there. So that, I think my biggest challenge was um, really designing the, the proper wireless system for, for large, large homes. Well, if I thought, yeah, the large homes, I had never thought about that. But as the homes, um, you know, size matters as far as the square footage is what you're saying and the coverage of a wireless capability. But the wire, even the wireless uh, communication uh, bandwidth is getting stronger and wider. So I, I think that should help a little bit. But absolutely. We've, uh, we're talking today uh, with uh, Mr. Derek Brown. Uh, he's the owner of Brown Tail Technologies company specializes in IT support, cloud computing, structure wiring, and the subject today is uh, smart homes. What makes a smart home and why would I even purchase or have a smart home? Uh, That is the subject today. We'll continue our questioning as we return from our second break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's Technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, your host, Jose Negron on T3. Uh, today's uh, topic is smart homes, the opportunity to explore some of the products, understand the convenience, the savings, uh, and uh, and the money return on some of these smart home uh, device investments. We'll continue our discussion on smart homes uh, with Mr. Derek Brown, owner, of course, of Brown Tech. Uh, he has been specializing in IT uh, customization and uh, and really in smart home uh, device implementation. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, a couple products uh, found from the big box stores and uh, and recommendation of staying with common uh, uh, products like that. The products uh, I would recommend if you're thinking about getting a smart home, uh, do a little research, uh, organize yourself, decide what you want to uh, make in the home smart. Is it the door? Is it the light? Is it the plugs? Is it, Are there the curtains, uh, the th- thermometer with the heating and cooling? Uh, there's a lot of activity there. It does uh, take a little bit of your budget time, so be aware of that. Uh, but I think uh, the products uh, are reasonably priced out there, and you can go from uh, what what I call the low end all the way up to the high end. Uh, Derek, uh, any other uh, 
I guess, activity that you or or advice you would give a, a first-time smart home uh, installer or implementer? Yeah, the I would imagine the kind of the first-time advice is uh, definitely do your research. I think research is going to be it's going to be first, your first and foremost, um, and then you. I think the next thing you want to look at is finding a product that allows you to control one one or more devices. You know, if you if you stick with a a product that only controls one brand of devices, you you start to limit yourself. So kind of the, the first thing first, what I would consider is a look at a product that will allow you to control devices that have multiple protocols. Um, all of, when I say protocols, uh, pretty much all the smart home devices, they talk. And they have their own special language in which they talk with. And it's going to be important that the product that you implement, um, only that only one or more devices can talk to it. You don't want to just have one product and that's all it can do because if you bring something else, you're not going to be able to talk to it and you're going to have to start your investment all the way over. So I think the first things first, you want to look for a product that allows you to interact with more than one smart home device. Yes, and I'm just now reviewing a, an article, Best uh, Smart Home Devices for 2018. It was written by Eric Griffin and Alex Cologne, uh, December 1st, uh, 2017. I, I suggest uh, the audience uh, get a copy of that uh, article and just review it. It goes over the, of the smart home capabilities. It goes over the hubs and controllers, the multi uh uh, multi-protocol devices. It talks about the various types of security cameras. It talks about your locks and keys, your nesting. Uh, it talks about uh, you know a little bit of uh, your heating and cooling, your audio. So th- th- there's a variety of products out there. You have to be comfortable. Uh, the one I'm looking at right now is uh, I just got a new stove, and they told me that my stove could be hooked up and be a smart stove. I haven't passed that test. I haven't passed that line yet to say yes, uh, but everything else in the home I'm okay with. So, uh, Derek, as I, I sit here contemplating whether my stove is going to be a smart stove or not, uh, are, have you had any uh, comical experiences out there or something that the uh, homeowner wanted to do? You, you were kind of taken aback? Uh, you, you know, yes, there is something I want to I want to bring up, and this one actually wasn't a homeowner; it was actually myself <laughs> that made it pretty funny. Um, so, with smart home devices, you know, my kids they know dad is a he's a tech guy, and I'm always implementing something in the house that that's smart. And uh, you know, we had this fan, just a regular stand up fan. This fan had a remote on it, and um, the kiddos wanted to turn the fan on. And, uh, you know, with a, it's kind of a smirk on my face. I said, okay, well, this is what you got to do. You got to tap your forehead, <laughs> you got to rub your stomach, and then you got to say, turn on. And they looked at me like I was crazy at first, but they did it. And I took the little remote hidden from their view and I pressed the on button. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> and they thought it was the greatest thing in the world. So here you picture this. You have three kiddos that are yelling at this fan, you know, tapping their stomach, <laughs> rubbing their head. <laughs> Thinking this device magically turns on. And I enjoyed every every minute of it until I, I told them that, hey, I got a remote. 
<laughs> exactly. I got the remote right here. Uh, that looks good. That looks good. Uh, you know, as we continue looking at smart home uh, building, and and that's really moving into the commercial sector as well, but we're talking about private homes at this time, uh, the development of, like you said, uh, the version two products and three products are coming out there. Uh, the customization, uh, the uh, uh, utility or uh, usability of each product, the understanding. Uh, I mean, it's no, it should not be a challenge to most people who decide to go to uh, to rewire or to use the uh, adapter plugs because you can just a basic plug will do most of the items you and I have been talking about here. Uh, is there any comments on that aspect of you know just a beginner? Because I'm trying to get to the beginners in our audience who who decide, hey, I just want to turn on a light or or I want to control my you know my music comp system uh, type activities. Uh, Derek? Oh, sure. Um, so I mentioned uh, Wemo uh, makes a product that allows you to put a, it's called a smart plug. And what it would do, basically, you connect that up to your outlet and you want to pair it with your Wi-Fi system because you don't have to run cables or anything like that. Uh, within the app that you would put on your phone, uh, you can configure this little outlet that you tell it to turn on and off uh, either by schedule or you manually hit the button on your phone to turn it off and on. Uh, what's nice about it is that, especially during the holiday season, it was great for, for lights and things like that on the house to where you can set it up on a schedule for it to automatically turn on or uh, you can uh, just go by and uh, with your phone, wherever you are, turn your lights on and, and, and turn them off and make sure that they're not using power when you don't, when you don't need them. And I say that because it's an entry-level device. It's, it's really easy. They're really inexpensive. I mean, you can pretty much get any one you want made by any brand, uh, big box brand, um, I would say between maybe 20 to $30. And it's a, a very simple device. You just plug it in and whatever you put into that device, you have remote control on whether it's on or off. So if it's a coffee maker set to a schedule, if it's a light uh, that you want on and off, or it's a, you know, a lamp, uh, you can pretty much connect whatever you want. If it gets power and turns on, you're good. Uh, so, Derek, I'll offer this to you. Most of the audience I ask, if they want to get a hold of you, would you like them to get a hold of you through the show uh, today, t- uh, Tomorrow Technologies, through our gmail.com, or do you have uh, uh, a number or a uh, um, uh, um, email account that you want them to get in touch with you? Sure. Well, they can definitely contact me uh, via the show. That's an option. Or uh, I think email is probably the best way. I uh, respond to email pretty quickly. You can reach me at dbrown, as in Derek Brown, at browntel.com. And that's B-R-O-W-N-T-E-L, as in Tom Echo Lima, dot com. Perfect, perfect. Uh, today, uh, audience, we've been talking about smart homes and uh, and do I really want to turn my normal home into our smart home and why would I want to do that? Uh, we talked a, a little bit about the advantages and disadvantages. Uh, there's really not a lot of disadvantages uh, on turning your home into a smart home other than uh, the time that it would take you to do a little bit of research, uh, the time that uh, you, you need to study 
the specific device that you're uh, that you that you purchase, and then uh, possibly the integration. Because if you're starting small and working up, uh, that's really what you're going to be uh, spending your time on is the hookup, the learning curve for the hookup. Uh, as Derek mentioned, the reliability uh, at uh, in the first part or the first devices weren't really there. But it, with the second and third generation, those devices have increased in its capability and have become much better uh, uh, products. Uh, for me, the advantages, of course, is uh, I think it's the thrill of it. Uh, I've always wanted to do it. Uh, Derek mentioned a cool factor, but there's efficiencies in that. Uh, there's a lot of efficiencies, uh, especially if uh, a mom at home taking care of kids, dad's not there. There's efficiencies when you travel and you forgot to, to look at something. There's a security safety aspect of it. And, and then over time, I think there's just a monetary value uh, that you there's a return on investment. So all those things are, are critical and understanding where smart home technology is leading us to. And it's something that will become a commonplace, I think, as uh, new homes are developed and, and are brought up. Uh, Derek, we've got uh, at least a couple a minute or two for you. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, sure. Well, I definitely recommend uh, everyone to consider you know, a smart home device, whether you want to start small or large at scale, you know, definitely Browntail Technologies can help you through that path and that design. But um, I definitely recommend that, at least for the new year, and if it's a, a goal for you to do something smart in your home, you can start small, try it out, just try it. Um, that would give you the opportunity to kind of see how the technology works. And then once you get used to that small device, the options are limitless. And I encourage you to to look at smart devices for everything. I wouldn't, I wouldn't close, I would keep an open mind in terms of everything that's available for you uh, via smart devices. Uh, perfect, uh, Derek. Uh, thank you very much for being with us today. As I begin to wrap up the show, I'd just like to thank uh, Voice of America for the opportunity uh, to host T3. This is your host, Jose Negron, and I'd like to thank D. Daniels. If you are interested in any uh, of our uh, advertising products, please call D. Daniels at 480 35741 or contact our uh, my executive assistant Alexandria Loreno Monk uh, she is helping me throughout uh, you can contact us through Twitter Facebook and of course uh, today tomorrow technologies at gmail.com uh, today's discussion was on smart homes and and the future uh, of those smart products that are coming to the forefront, easy to purchase on the box stores, uh, commonality, uh, some of the things that uh, our guest, uh, uh, Derek, mentioned uh, is make sure you get those uh, with multiple protocols to simplify your life. Uh, make sure that they're compatible with the organization and design that you would like to have. A very simple plug can assist you in just turning on a, a lamp in the house. So all those things are, are fairly easy. If you have any questions for us, uh, T3, um, uh, reach out to us at our uh, 
uh, at our Gmail account today, tomorrow, technologies, gmail.com. And I'm, my listeners, if you have any questions, uh, please uh, get in touch with us in, on our Twitter or Facebook page. Once again, our, tech, uh, our subject today was smart home technologies. I believe I talked about the, the disadvantages and advantages of smart home. Next week, I'm going to be talking about cyber technologies. How can I protect the network? And with being smart home devices, it is critical that we understand how we protect ourselves, our devices, and our surroundings from the hackers that are out there and folks who want to do us harm. So once again, this is your host, Jose Negron, on Today, Tomorrow's Technologies at Voice America on the Variety Channel. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.